If you're offended by crude humour, foul language, or dodgy decision-making, Rolf is Stupid might not be for you. Just a quick note, this episode experiences dodgy audio. Cheers. Welcome back to Rolf is Stupid, not so serious D&D podcast where five blokes try and play the wild beyond the witchlight. I'm Chris, your DM, and DM fun fact is, fuck, I don't have a fun fact i've been giving you guys shit about it <laughs> uh, no uh Jebek, uh was allergic to tomatoes sure we should have killed it with a tomato should hi i'm tim i'll be playing shrangbury fun fact about shrangbury he is named after the beverage his mother was drinking the night of conception Ooh. big night when everything was conceived <laughs> Reality came into being the night she drank that beer. Swangberry flavored Mountain Dew, yeah? Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lewis and I'm playing Edrilin. And let me tell you a story about the birds and the bees. You see, when a man and a woman want to grow flowers, the birds and the bees get to pollinating. So being a bird, Edrilin has really taken a liking to Swangberry. Oh, really taking a liking? <laughs> that sounded too sexual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to. You opened with birds and bees. <laughs> I ended with it. Edrilin and Schwangberry. Uh, whatever. All right. Let's see where it goes. I wonder what their kid's going to be called. What's your favorite drink? Crab juice. <laughs> That's his name, crab juice. <laughs> I'm Dean. I play Felix Fortunia. And a uh, fun fact about Felix, his favorite show is Round the Twist. Although he actually believes it's a documentary, so he hopes to meet Bronson one day. I fucking love that show. <laughs> so good. So good. That's a throwback and a half. <laughs> what about I mean, OG family or replacement family? Oh, OG family. OG. Yeah. But it's it's so funny. Like I've read I went and read like synopsis for some of the episodes. And I'm like, I don't remember them. But then some of them are like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like the cabbage baby. <laughs> Yeah, the pissing contest the or pissing the contest um, is magic underwear. One. I just want to know, okay. have, you, have you guys ever, no. ever felt like uh, this? Yeah, a couple <laughs> times. Hey, I'm Brent. I'm playing Stunzy. And the seeds that I lost at the carnival way back when are from a crop that my family uses to appease a family of dragons that live in a mountain that overlooks my village. And if I don't get these seeds back in, I think it's about two years, the dragons are going to eat my entire village. <laughs> you may have just made a big mistake, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on your you're on your own with that. Hey, that's that's okay. If my if, if the village get eaten, so fucking be it. I'm not going to be there. Your parents might though. It's alright. They're, they're bastards anyway. <laughs> I'm Maka. I play just a tip, and I really love a good shower beer. That's it, plain and simple. And uh, our time in the Fae was off to a rough start. The rabbit said, with your memories, you must part. They didn't prevail. We stole their snail and nicknamed him Love Dark. I was good. Proud of you. Yeah, I like that. Beautiful. All right, let's uh, do a little bit of recap, eh? Recap! After bidding farewell to Mr. Witch and Light and leaving the carnival behind, you embarked on a journey to Prismia in the Feywell to find Zabilna and retrieve your lost things. Upon your arrival, you notice an out-of-control hot air balloon crash into a distant tower, and you found yourself having a conversation with a very hungry frog. It didn't take long for you to meet some of the locals, a group of herringons accompanied by a giant snail that served Agdon Longscarf, who in turn worked for Bavlorna. Unfortunately, your welcome to Hither was interrupted by the herringons' attempted robbery of your happiest memories. Faced with this threat, 
he resorted to violence and swiftly defeated the assailants. After the victory, Jester successfully released trapped memories from the gourd, returning them to their rightful owners. Felix managed to befriend the giant snail, affectionately dubbing it Snails by the Bay, and we return with you all riding atop a dashing Snails by the Bay, enjoying a drink of wine. Wasting away <laughs> I'd rather get drunk on top of the snail than under the snail. <laughs> As True. Jester starts singing that, I grab him and say, don't say salt. <laughs> the mention of salt makes the snail yeah. recoil a bit. Snails, like salt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just searching for my last shaker of salt. So you're on this snail that's constantly dashing. It's going to get pretty tired. I have a whip, so if it gets tired, (laughs) (laughs) encourage it to speed the fuck up. You know, snails die when they have sex. (laughs) (laughs) We wake up in the morning and it's dead. You just made that up though, right? No, yeah, sure. (laughs) No, I mean, mean... dying after sex, (laughs) Pit. Oh God. I just Googled it and you were not lying. Can I read this sentence to you? Yeah, go for it. This is the first thing that comes up when I Google that. The process of shooting the love darts is part of the normal mating process of snails. What? Love darts. I've heard of that. Uh, it's because yeah. they're um, myself. hermaphroditic. When they mate, they drool to try and see who impregnates the other, and that's the uh, love dart. However, it can still cause damage to the receiving snail, and in some cases even cause a snail to die. So you were right. Sort of the other way around, I guess. They don't call him love dart macker for his cute little Cupid costume. Love darts. <laughs> All right, you're moving through the swampy marsh on your big snail. What did you call him again? Love darts. <laughs> love darts. <laughs> Whose name's Love Dart now? Snails okay. by the bay. Snails by the bay, aka Love Dart. Just a reminder, you saw a tower poking out of the like foggy swamp and a, a balloon patchwork balloon headed towards the tower yes. out of control. Should we, go, should we go see if there's any survivors of the balloon crash? Yes. We, we should do that. There's um, either survivors or loot. Or yes. we could take a balloon. It looks like it's airworthy. As you were stepping through the swamp, your feet are wet and caked in mud. Actually, no, you're not. You're on a fucking yeah. snail. So the snail is caked in mud. The water in front of you is brown and murky and you're taken aback as small bubbles pop in the water in front of you and exhales a gaseous smell that reminds you of old cheese. You look ahead and see bubbles popping all over the path in front of you. This path might be best to be avoided or do you want to trudge on ahead? Trudge on ahead. Trudge on ahead. Everyone give me survival checks. I'm going to cast guidance on myself. 14. 14. That's what I said. Dunsey got a 7. I give guidance to my... Who's the best survival? Uh, Schwangberry. Schwangberry. I'll give you guidance too, so a D4. That changes my 14 to 15. Uh, Felix should have used it on himself because both he and Stunzi fail. Both you roll a D8, please, as these gross bubbles pop in your face. Eight for Stunzi. The gas pops in front of your face and a foul taste fills your mouth. Uh, anything the character eats or drinks tastes awful. Slugs appear to be the only exception. They taste like ripe cherries. Oh, sweet. I'm going to start collecting. I got a one. What's a one mean? Felix, double gas pops in front of you. Whenever the character speaks, their words come out as gibberish. So it's not all that different. (laughs) (laughs) Only the character and others affected by the gas can understand. How long does that last? Uh, They all last an hour. Okay. So, yeah. So, Stunzi, you better stay away from Love Darts. Because Love Darts is just one big slug with a house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's good. I I just want some little ones. I'll I'll keep an eye out. So, it's a different effect. But because Stunzi is affected by the gas, can he understand Felix? No. 
he does not he's not affected by bubble gas so no one can really understand uh, which isn't all that new yeah I just keep yeah. talking in gibberish <laughs> once again I move away from Felix we turn our backs to him <laughs> yeah as you are travelling along on your snail the path in front of you becomes a little bit clearer and a uh, big old tower that's on an angle starts to uh, take shape but you're still a bit of a distance away before you can actually reach there and up on the top of the tower, you think you can see the balloon. It's stuck on one of the points. I don't know what tower parts are called, but one of the points on the top of the tower. Spires? Oh, I will say yeah. a spire. Yeah, it works. Can I do a perception check to see if I can see any movement or signs of life? At this point, you're still pretty far away from it. Are we able to have a short rest while we're just rolling along on the back yeah. of a snail? 100%. You're not doing anything. You're just chilling. Play a little tune while we're just rolling along. You're going to have to roll performance check then actually like give me a little bit of a singing, mate. Oh, God. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. 13's not bad. What song do you want? What song do you want? With 13. Not a good song. Not a bad song. Just an okay song. Jimmy Buffett. Not a cold chisel song. Do you know any Nickelback? Cheeseburger uh, in Paradise, Jimmy. Ah, great song. Yeah. yeah. I don't know any Nickelback because I... Have taste? No. <laughs> Take a look at this photograph. <laughs> I will sing. You got a fast car. I got a ticket to get us out of here. Been working at a convenience store. Man, you should save a little bit of money. Is that Tracy Chapman? Eddie Tracy Chapman. Chapman. Tracy Chapman, fast car, bomb song. I give him a 10 out of 10. Choice cool. of music, definitely. Yeah. I feel Choice grateful that yep. Nishi might never ask him to do that again. <laughs> it's not it's the Tracy Nishi. Chapman version, though, is it? It's the country oh, it's one, a, right? Uh, I no, love the what, Tracy there's Chapman like version. a rap version. There's heaps of versions, man. Heaps. Oh, Everyone's going to come in here. Yeah. I feel but, that that was Macca doing the rap version. <laughs> Uh, I was not great singing, I can tell you that much. Tracy Chapman's rolling in her grave and she's not even dead. <laughs> but but um, because of that, I have Song of Rest. So anyone that uses a hit dice for a short rest can add a D6 to regain any health. Nice. Not that we took too much damage, but yeah. All right. Well, that song has inspired me to scout ahead of the snail. Scout ahead. <laughs> Out of earshot. Yeah. As you continue to make your way through the field and the mist, it's not long before you think you hear something rustle in the vegetation ahead. You all can give me a perception check or a stealth check if you want to remain hidden. Uh, Uh, We're on a joint. I was about to say, we're on a joint snake. Yeah, I think the stealth check's kind of out of the question. I'm going to go with the stealth check because I'm going to claim that I was getting ahead, which was terrible for seven. And then the other guy's done great. I'm doing a stealth check. I'm I'm going to hide on the back of the snail. <laughs> I'm going to cast invisibility oh, on the snail. With a 24. Oh, Love dart rolled a 15. Snails on the bay. If you cast invisibility on something, it also <laughs> works on everything they're holding, right? Wait, is it? Anything the target is wearing or carrying is visible, as long as it's on the target's person. Oh, shit, I'm flying. <laughs> You're not what? wearing a snail. <laughs> Yeah, but if I, oh, but yeah. it, it's carrying us. Is the snail not yeah. carrying us? It's carrying you, not you carrying it. I'm going to leave this up to the DM. I'm going to I'm gonna fly into the bum bag. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> because I'm flying, so they'll see me. Yes. <laughs> Someone let you're me out if we, when we get past them. You're invisible. If you're on the snail, you're invisible. Oh, all right. 
right. <laughs> All right. So you fly into the bum bag. Yeah. I'll cast invisibility mm-hmm. on the snail, and we all turn invisible. And I whisper to snails on the bay. You can't whisper much. You're just talking gibberish at the moment. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the bum bag now? Schwang. Okay. Schwangberry's got the bum bag on his person. He straps it in, and Edrelin jumps in the bum bag. Yeah. Let me out when when we're past this, or if you need me to fight. Okay. Uh, Edrelin. Jumps in the bum bag as Schwangbury chucks it on. All that are riding the snail are invisible. That's an interesting turn of events. Uh, through the mist, you see six humanoid creatures dressed in patchwork rags and furs. Strapped on their backs are wire cages filled with straw and eggs of various sizes and colors. Instead of trudging through these swamps, they have propped themselves on stilts. As you watch, you see they're looking through the vegetation for something, presumably more eggs. You're no, hidden, you're invisible, so they don't notice anything. Oh, and I just want to know what they're doing. Why they yeah, the or eggs? my ranger sensibilities are being triggered if they're collecting eggs from birds or reptiles that are nesting here. You see that they are looking and rummaging through the vegetation and occasionally you'll see one pull out a greeny egg and put it in its little backpack cage thing. They're just looking for eggs from what you can okay. tell. Because the snail is the one that's invisible. If you jump off, we, you'll become visible. But can yeah. we attack from the top of the snail and not lose our invisibility? As soon as you attack, yeah. uh, it breaks invisibility. Can I do a nature check looking at the eggs to see if I can determine what sort of creature they came come from based on the shape? You know, sure. Yeah, you're in the fey world now, man. Like, you have no idea. I'll oh, give you guidance. Eight, so guidance gives me a plus four? D4. One D4. D4. Makes it a 10. Yep. Fun fact, Schwangberry, the DC was like, I don't know, let's say 50. You have no fucking idea. You're in the fey world, mate. (laughs) You can stay where you are and they will eventually pass by or you can converse with them or you can attack them. You can do whatever you want. I'm I'm going to leave Love Dart. I'm happy to climb off Love Dart and leave everyone invisible. Jester and Schwangberry jump off the snail and appear. You see six heads all look up at you, take you in for a second and continue doing what they're doing. I wave to them and I say, how are we all? Does anyone speak goblin? Uh, I speak I goblin. I speak goblin, but I speak gibberish. <laughs> That's all right. Shrangbury speaks goblin. I uh, do not speak goblin. You here in goblin evening? I got no fucking. I got this. All right. Evening. Uh, I climb back people? on this now. What happened to that bloke? <laughs> what, what bloke? The one with the hat. No need to go invisible, buddy. We're just looking for eggs. You found what eggs you're looking for? You could tell that they could understand what Jester was saying, Shrangberry. Oh, they can understand me, but they won't fucking talk our language. You see one of them takes off its mask and starts and heads over to you, and it's a hobgoblin. Yeah, I... Uh, comes across I, on his big stilts, easily traversing through the mud. Uh, I, don't, I can't as easily traverse through the mud, can I? Nope, it's half your speed. Yeah, I move half my speed in his direction. Yeah, so I overtake the snail. Are you eventually going to meet up with him or? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll meet up and, and meet face to face. You meet up there. He uh, He's probably a bit taller than you. I think I said this still to like 10 feet. So he's a bit oh, above yeah. you and he leans down and um, offers his hand for a handshake. Yeah, I absolutely shake his hand. The name's Erdog. Well met, Erdog. I'm Schwangberry. What brings uh, you? We're new to this land. Uh, mm. And unfamiliar with its customs and practices. Uh, what are you and your companions doing? Uh, I understand you're collecting eggs, but what eggs are you collecting? Just eggs to trade it down for. We, uh, we gather eggs, we use them for trade. What's he saying? <laughs> 
nothing about your hat. Uh, from what creatures do these eggs come from? Just swamp creatures. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Can I have Please some? Say that time. What are you going to give me for it? I, I'm happy to trade with you. Yeah, uh, I can offer you dollhouse of some description. Oh, no, we blew that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> remove that. <laughs> uh, I pull out a magnifying glass with no lens. Uh, that's pretty. Okay. I don't want your junk. Okay, that's that is <laughs> and pretty fucking cool shit. Right he looks. Yeah. He looks pretty um annoyed that you're offering him junk. Oh, yeah, I know. So hang on, hang on, hang on. This isn't quite junk with the bog water. Uh, I'm going to attempt to dip the magnifying glass into the water, pull it out, and then blow bubbles with it. Yeah, uh, you can Some do fucking it. fucking detergent. Give me a intelligence check. You're blowing a love bubble and love the... With the 10, you recall that, like, swamp bubble gas uh, did that thing to Felix and made him mm-hmm. talk oh, gibberish that's shots. That's why they got the mask. Probably not a great idea. Oh, that's why they got the mask. I'm demonstrating to him that he could use this as a some form of distraction or weapon. Uh, no, nah, he is not interested in your junk, and he's like, "Look, I'll let you off this one. Just offering your junk for stuff is not uh, is pretty rude, to be honest. Just keep that in mind. Other people might not be so uh, accommodating." So I can understand, can't I? If you yeah, understand you goblin, understand, yep. yeah, yeah, I understand goblin. I, I scream out in gibberish, and then I throw a dagger out at um Schwenberry's feet, like at his feet, like to trade. Give me a performance check to see if Schwenberry understands. Comes out from fucking nowhere and lands at Schwenberry's feet. I mean, real uh, Achilles heels sort of story coming out of this one. Yeah. Oops. Uh, the hobgoblin looks and is like, you and whatever's going on over here, go about your business uh, and we will go about ours. We don't want any trouble. We're just here for the eggs and to trade in downfall. I said, what's he saying? I would say it's a pleasure to meet you, but um, yeah, it really hasn't been. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And sorry about the misunderstanding. I mean, I always understood that one man's trash is another man's treasure. Misunderstanding? Uh, accepted? Fuck, this is the worst In time to be... Enjoy your day. Uh, just be careful around these parts. Not everything is uh, as hospitable as I. Just, just one question before I uh, let you go on your way. Uh, you only think about that tower over there? A bit of a lean going on? Yeah, we pass it occasionally. Used to be tended by a man that would uh, clean the O-wells. But um, haven't seen him for quite some time now. It's uh, appropriately named uh, Slanty Tower throughout Hither. What's an O-well? Uh, O-wells were once a place of gathering and merriment. Unfortunately, uh, that lawn corrupted them and now they go through a cycle of sucking in and spitting out swamp water. As you can tell, he gestures around and shows you that uh, the water at the moment is um, a bit high and makes it a bit hard to uh, traverse doesn't it that's why we've got these old things and he taps his uh, stilts oh well um anyway hope i don't see you later and he uh puts on his mask and starts stilt walking away all right i uh fill up my bottle with swamp water yeah. and make my way back all right, i told jester or he would just not shut up about how much he loved your hat i bow to him that was weird and we keep slowly going <laughs> was weird. you're invisible for how much longer an hour it lasts for the problem is now schwangberry and I, I can't find the fucking snail <laughs> <laughs> we stay dead quiet we, I, I yell out marco hello i go blub blub we play Marco Polo until I find this now. I leave that dagger behind. <laughs> 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 completely ignoring it. <laughs>
Cool. It's been over an hour now, so anyone affected by the swamp gas can is back to normal now. I don't even uh, realize I was affected because people were reacting exactly the same as they did to me. <laughs> totally ignoring it. And we're still going to do that for the rest of the campaign. Cool. You guys, after, we'll say about an hour, hour and a half, arrive at the tower. Oh, wow. It's really on the piss. Why is it the leading tower of Pisa? A crumbling stone tower rises out of the swamp, leaning at such an angle that it threatens to kill over. Black brambles surround its base and cling to the lower half, though someone or something has cut them away from the moisture warped door. From the pinnacle of a tower near the third floor, in a tangle of ropes and tattered fabric hangs a large woven basket. It dangles nearly 50 feet above the surface of the swamp near a window on the upper floor. And from there you hear, hello, I'm in a bit of a bind as you can see. Uh, do you think you could free me? I said, use cantrip message to send him a message. Go on, who are you? What help do you need? You hear a voice. He says it out loud. He's like, Felix? And all of a sudden, uh, with blinding speed, the upper window of the tower suddenly opens and a shadowy form of a creature reaches out and plucks a silver birdcage from the balloon's basket. A quick cry for help is cut short as the window slams closed as quickly as it was opened. What? Well, that's okay. unlucky. I think we just continue on. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I look at Felix. They knew who you were. Felix? Give me a history check. Man, my role has <laughs> been all over the show. The voice sounds somewhat familiar to you, but you can't quite put your finger on it. It's been a while since you've been in the Feywild. You know anything that lives in cages? Birds. Jeff? Jeff? Um, it didn't sound like Jeff. Everyone can give me a perception check to see if they saw what reached out and grabbed the birdcage. A shadow. I'm, I'm built 22. Am I am I still in the bum bag? Yeah, you haven't come out yet. <laughs> I've let him sleep this whole time. Uh, Schwangberry with the 22, Stunzi with the 15, and Felix with an 18. You all saw a bipedal creature reach out and snatch a birdcage from the hot air balloon. It looked somewhat spider-like. No, not a chupacabra. Spider-like. As you guys are standing there looking up the tower two big old snakes appear just in front of you and like hey bam bam what do you reckon these guys are doing i don't know boots they are speaking they speak common. common yep they're awakened nice. what are you guys doing well my friend was up there i think it was my friend hey we called dibs what do you mean called dibs we called dibs dibs on who on what whatever's in the cage that's his friend so you're gonna eat it no i would like to eat it but no it's better if we deliver him to babylon I'll so give you something else for it. No, I don't think so. Are we allowed to come inside? Oh, we don't own this place. Who won't? We're here to get the... I don't know. We're just here to get the thing in the cage, but it's gone. Yeah. It was so like a bipedal creature took it. Oh, yeah? Right. Well, shit. Babylon is not going to be happy about this, is she? We could all work together. Mm, can I eat one of you? No, no, no. Well, no. You can eat the creature that took the creature in the cage. We can all work together. We can be friends. I think you guys probably look tastier, don't you think, Bam Bam? Uh, I, I reckon so. boots. Actually, you know what? We've just been trudging through the swamp. We actually would taste like shit. Oh, I see you got a snail. Can I eat that? Uh, the snail no, is actually... No, you cannot come near the snail. It's, it's unedible. Get back. It, it's Get back. actually made of rock. It's like a rock monster creature thing. I don't think so. Could you go in there and get the birdcage and give it back to us? And I promise I won't eat you. I can't speak for boots. I'm saying we work together. No, I want to be in Babylon's favour. I cast animal friendship. No, I can probably only target one creature at a time. 
Good on Boot. Boots is one talk. One All right, one. I'll cast it on Boots. Bam Bam's the silent one. If the beast has an intelligence of four or higher, the spell fails. No, they're or dumb as fuck. Make a wisdom save of 13. Uh, he rolled a three. So, oh, I like you, so, Mr. Beefface. Yeah, he is charmed by me for the next 24 hours. And if anyone harms it, the spell ends. Yeah, so I step forward. I'm like, yeah, no, look, I think my friend of the cool hat here is right. We could work together on this. If you guys help us secure this bird cage, I think we could have a pretty sweet friendship. Look, that sounds good in theory, but we're giant snakes. We can't actually go inside and fit in uh, that building. So how about we just wait out here and you can't bring us to birdcage. I'm going to leave yeah. them with our snail. Yeah. How, how, how about you stay out here and you, you know, you're not going to harm our snail friend because he's one of us. And we're going to go into the tower and we'll see if you, we can uh, bring you out a tasty treat. I don't trust him. That sounds acceptable, but we get the thing in the birdcage, yeah? Bavlona will be real happy. Don't know about that or we'll go we'll get you something great roll a persuasion check all right yeah bam bam we're gonna wait here and and my bee friend is gonna get us stuff okay boots we'll wait we're waiting i'm gonna have a nap though okay nice see you soon yeah they're chilling in the uh in the brambles so the pathway to the tower is uh nice and cleared and you can enter if you so choose let's go anyone want to get out edril oh yeah (laughs) want to get edril and out the bum back what's happening with snails on the bay he can't fit in the (laughs) tower these these snakes aren't gonna eat him no 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 i told him love darts one of us they don't want a snail they were asked to stone. eat him. But I've formed a bond. The one that Schwangberry is friends with has said he won't. But he didn't say the other one. Yeah, yep. but he's so the other one's having a nap. She'll be ben, right. Bam, bam, nap, nap. You want to stay with the snail? My Felix. friend's in here. This is the person who knew me, but I, I do not. <laughs> hey, can we put the snail in the bum bag? No, it's giant. It will not fit. I it will cast invisibility on. On the snail. Okay. All your spell slots to protect the I'm snail. a warlock. I just need to take a short rest and I get it back. I don't trust it and I don't want to come out yeah. and eat the snail. I will be upset. <laughs> you love the love dart. We get it. I am casting invisibility on the snail. I like that I've used all my spells pretty much just to protect the snail. <laughs> oh, hey, man, you gotta, you got to do what's important to you. <laughs> And keeping this giant snail is important. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys push on through the door and enter the slanty tower. So now that Felix and Jester have entered, uh, the floor of this room tilts down sharply to the left and nearly everything inside is falling into a heap. Pipes jut out of the walls and down from the ceiling, some traveling straight through the floor. Affixed overhead to the piping on the spiral staircase is a bell-shaped piece off of which dangles a thin chain. Supplies are littered along the periphery of the room, including what appears to be long wooden stilts. A few barrels of carrots are stationed prominently in the middle of the room tied to one of the pipes to secure them in place. Can I grab some carrots and put it in my pack? That's weird. Uh, no, I stop, I stop Stunzi and I go, don't steal anything. Remember, we're not meant to steal things. So we killed those other people, looted their bodies. Well, you guys looted their bodies. I didn't loot anything. I just took a giant snail. It's completely different. Killjoy, man. But good I'm point. I'm trying to oh. tell you, we, we don't know whose place this is. You don't want to steal. I, I, I take that advice and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Good good thinking. 
little weird dude. I'm, I'm there stopping Stunzi from stealing shit going, we've got to be careful. And I just watch Jester Stip run up the steps going, we could just do that. Yeah, I'm just going to start heading for the stairs and heading up. Can I do an investigation check in this room? Go for it. 12. 12, you can see that just over near the stairs, looks like there's a makeshift kind of shower with pipes and, and the string that you can pull. And it's kind of like a makeshift shower to clean yourself off and stuff from being in the swamp. Why would you need the shower? Well, you could just use prestidigitation. And I click my fingers and clean any dirt off myself. Uh, Edgelin, you just made a mistake. But As you walk in, you hear a clink underfoot. And I fly immediately. It triggers a tripwire and some of the pipes above the carrots and sludge pours out of the pipes. Edgelin, Stunzi and Schwangberry all give me a deck saving throw. Stunzi is the only one to fail. The rest of you move and fly out of the way. Shit. You take seven acid damage and now you smell really sweet. Kind of like sweet, sweet honey. I cast presentation on him. Yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, uh, clean me, clean me. You're clean. No, you no longer smell, but you'd still take the seven damage. As this happens, you can tell it's a trap uh, for hair guns because, you know, rabbits like carrots. Yeah. <laughs> Next, you move up to the second floor. Closed blinds block all but a few shafts of light bathing the room in darkness. Does anyone have dark vision or anything of the I sort? do. I'm Yes. Cool. This space would dark. be quite cozy, um, if not for the awkward slant. A plush sofa, colourful bookshelf, and blankets are positioned around the exterior of the room. Paintings decorate the walls, strangely hung but well cared for. The rugs, a victim of the tilt, pool near the top of the stairs, right in front of you because the tower has a left lean to it. I do an investigation check in here. You have dark vision, so you can have it to teach. Yes, 16. Uh, with the 16, um, you can see the paintings. Upon close inspection, the paintings depict a hobgoblin with a dog companion. So there's a couple of these pictures, all in various poses of a hobgoblin and his doggo. And the blinds are closed. Um, in one of the photos, he's wearing stilts up in the swamp. Uh, looks uh, like he's near an O-well. What breed is a dog? What a D&D dog. A mastiff. A big motherfucking dog. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And I forgot to mention, upon close inspection of back and defeat of the furniture, are like stuck to the floor with web. So they're not sliding across into the left corner. They're stuck in place because they're being webbed. I'm going to eat seven of my good berries. <laughs> okay. Schwangberry, you wanted to look at something? Yeah, the bookcase. Uh, I just want to have a look at the books. Yeah, cool. Rifling through the books, a couple stick out to you. Uh, the first one is Hunting Wabbits, a guide to dealing with hostile hares. This book details tips on how to be very, very quiet when hunting in the Feywild. Nice. Don't fucking steal. The next book is Hydrology in the Feywild, a dry read about calculating groundwater flow, rates based on various soil types. And the last book you come across is Moose, Snakes and Me, a series about a boy who becomes friend with a prophetic antlered serpent. I walk around the rug mm-hmm. and walk over to the steps. I'm not going to step on the rug. Felix, give me a perception check. 16. It's not enough. You are surprised as a a uh, big old feral looking mastiff um, lunges at you. It was hidden in the shadows. It lunges to bite you. Oh, cool. And you're surprised, so it has advantage. This is a 15 hit. 15 hits. It does nine damage. You must do a strength saving throw as well or be knocked prone. Fucking bam. You see this dog pop out of invisibility and lunge you and bite you and try and knock you to the floor, but uh, you stumble back, but keep your footing, I guess. 
that means everyone roll initiative. This is the normal. Uh, it looks vaguely familiar to the painting, but different. It looks like it's uh, changed and a bit more. Bit more what? Bit more mm-hmm. fucked upness. I look at it. Mm-hmm. Can I, is it possible to calm it down? I sort of like, whoa, whoa, doggy, 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 down. I'm not trying to hurt you or harm you. I just want to go upstairs. Can I, please? Uh, you can give it an animal handling check. Ah. Uh, you see it does not take well to your gestures and it tries to snap at your hands as you're trying to calm it down. Well, I don't really want to hurt a dog because I just... I think it's just trying to protect. What if I just run past it? Because I'm small, so I can run past it. Yeah, you might cop an opportunity attack, possibly. Yeah, I'll take an opportunity attack. Look at the guy's going, I don't really want to hurt the dog. I try and run past it. It's going to try and bite at you again. 12? 12 hits. Oh, fuck. 10 damage. Oh, shit. Give me a strength saving throw. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is not good. Strength save. You save and do not fall prone. And I run past it. Cool. This dog turns to look at you. Edgel. I'm going to fly over it. <laughs> Yeah, cool. I didn't really have a problem attacking the dog, (laughs) but Felix made an effort not to, so I feel like I need to honor that decision. That works. Felix, make it to the third floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jester, what would you like to do? I would like to... This dog's dead, isn't it? (laughs) I should have just attacked the dog, shouldn't I? I took 19 damage from this dog. I'm nearly dead. (laughs) I would like to um, use a bardic inspiration Mm -hmm. against the dog using unsettling words. Mm -hmm. So as a bonus action, you can expend one of your use of bardic inspiration. You choose a creature. You can see, roll the bardic inspiration dice, 1d6. The creature must subtract the number rolled from the next saving throw it makes. What are the unsettling words you're going to say to the dog? Yeah, that works. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to cast Suggestion on it. Yeah, it rolled a three. It doesn't even need your unsettling words. And I'm going to suggest that the dog goes out the front, finds Bam Bam the snake, and makes friends with it. I suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence and magically influence a creature who you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Can he understand them? Yeah, he can understand Kong. He's a good boy. He understands most of it as in to go outside. So he walks on past you guys uh, wearily, but he walks outside. Wait, and then I'll hmm. make my way upstairs. We will all just walk up nice and easily and catch up with Felix as he bleeds uh, out. <laughs> Shroomly ah. doesn't quite do that. He <laughs> takes out uh, the most expensive item he has uh, which is a merchant's scale mm-hmm. and he swaps that for the, the last book moose snakes in me a series yeah. about a boy who becomes friends with a prophetic answered serpent absolutely Okay. And you're going to get a lore dump. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I have nothing prepared for that, so <laughs> that will come at some other point. You will make your way up to the third floor, I imagine. Yep. Lit with natural light from a great window, this room is clearly a kitchen and a workspace combined. The space appears well lived in with signs of recent use. Despite the steep angle, the oven door is hanging oddly open at the top of a slope. Across the room, a table is accompanied by a single chair and dressed with a bright tablecloth. A Top it lies an intricate water flask connected to piping that disappears behind the upward staircase. At the lower end of the room, a workbench strewn with tools and handwritten documents. Felix just stands and goes, I'm not going first this time. <laughs> this room is well lit compared to the other room. The other room was quite dark and only 
Uh, I should have made you all do that with uh, disadvantage because that doggo was in dark light. Only really Felix could see him. Oh, I fucked up. Good on me. If you got dark vision, you would have seen the dog. If you didn't have dark vision, it would have been disadvantage, but oh, I don't care. Too late now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go up and have a look at those um, at the desk at the handwritten notes and drawings. Yeah, cool. Uh, many of the documents are uh, geological logs for O-Wells scattered around Hither. You also find a map of Hither. Uh, there's a bunch of papers that detail O-Well observations from someone called Alma and there's maintenance schedules. It looks like in the past years, the notes have stopped shortly after indicating that he believes Bavlorna's practices have been making the wells unmaintainable. Recent notes mention that he intended to take up this issue with Bavlorna. And give me good guy. Give me an intelligence check. Unfortunate for Schwingbury to do it. Fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. You don't really notice anything else at this workbench. But I do get the idea reading that that perhaps I grabbed the wrong book. This guy seems like a good guy then, because the billionaire used to rule. And right now there's this Avalona. Are they stealing the water? I'm confused. Are they stealing the water? Something Babylonia has done recently is causing the O wells to fluctuate from high tide to low tide or whatever. So you can put two and two together and assume that this guy's job, Alma, was to go around stabilizing the O wells so they would not fluctuate. So making it hard for people to traverse. Not making it hard. Not making it hard. Used if he's a good guy or a bad guy now. All right, cool. I'm just going to walk up the steps. Cool. You walk up the steps. Fuck, I said, but I wouldn't be fair. Oh, fuck it. I'll go up the steps. I don't care. What do I see? Cloudy life filters into the room through four small windows, each obscured with layers of webs. The webbing dominates a space covering most walls and supporting a large bed at the top of the slope. Entangled within a silver birdcage is a figure covered in web and they are struggling against the bonds. You can't really see what or who they are because they're all webbed up. Outside the far window, you can make out the diffuse colors of the crashed balloon. Can all give me a perception check if you want? Yep, six. Not good. Ooh, Stancy. 14. 20. Net 20 for a 24. Stunzi with a 24, seeing all the spider webs, you think maybe whatever's in here is spiderish and can be on the roof. And you look up above you and see a spider looking creature. See? Shouldn't have brought the snail in here. Spiders like snails. So, this is an Edicap, a humanoid spider. It notices that you notice it and it jumps down and looks at you. Uh, hey, dude, what you got in the cage? Maybe food, maybe something to trade with Babylonia. What's it to you? Why are you in my house? Uh, we might want to trade you for that right now for something. Where's Wover? What'd you do with Wover? I heard him bite someone. What'd you do with him? He bit our friend. Our friend just scared him, but he, he settled down and is just waiting outside for you. Did anyone hurt it? No, it's totally fine. Not a hair on its head was harmed. You can tell he doesn't trust you. You can also tell he's bound by the rules of hospitality. So, <sighs> well, I guess welcome to my home but uh the thing over there in the cage it's mine yep definitely and we've got some things that are ours and if we can trade something well you look like a man of fine taste it's been a long time since i've been called a man i tell you that no discrimination in our group look we hang out with this guy and i point to felix i bet um deeply are you a fan of shiny objects do they catch your eyes I'm a fan of anything that will get Bavlona to remove this fucking curse she put on me. And maybe this thing in the cage will do it. So you don't like Bavlona? Fucking hate her. She did this to me. You said you were a man? Yeah. I was a hobgoblin a while ago. I went to her at one point to ask for some help. And she fucking cut off my thumbs. Turned me into this thing. 
maybe if I get my thumbs back, I can be whole again and not this fucking thing. Oh, okay. Can I ask ah. a question? Zabilnia used to rule Prismere. Do you know what's happened here? Why there's been a change of rulership, what sounds like it? He just scoffs and is like, <laughs> the hags took over, mate. Zabilnia's nowhere to be seen. They fucking own it now. I look at him and go, I think we're on the same team. I just want I my life to go back to normal. I'd love for Zabilnia to come back and fuck off Babylon, but I got no choice but to fucking try and suck up to it. I'm a well. patron of Zabilnia and I I want to bring her back and I can help you, but I need what's ever in that cage. Getting Zabuna back is the long game, mate. I want the fucking short game. I want my thumbs back. Oh, well, hey, we can deal with that. And in the meantime, I can trade you something worth more to you than this silly little caged creature. Roll me a persuasion check. Oof. Okay. Um, because I rolled a, a two, I can see my words are not getting through to him at all. So I hold out a thimble and I say, "We can't bring your thumbs back right now, but if you put this on one of your other thing- fingers, you can drift off into a daydream and experience having your human body back. Maybe that can hold you over until we bring back your actual thumbs." He looks at your thimbles and is like. I don't want your gift, but what I can do is we can make a fae pact. I have potentially something that you might want, and by me? Is it my thumbs? I know, I mean Jester, like, because what you want is something to trade to get your thumbs back. Jester Mm -hmm. has a very interesting jug. Yeah, I do. Come over here and touch this jug with me and you think of your happiest thought and I can help you out potentially. What do you want him to do? Touch the jug. I don't know where this is going, but... I thought you were going to give him the jug that he can use the jug to trade for his thumbs. Give me an intelligence check, Jester. (laughs) Not steal his happiest memory. Jesus. You won't remember having thumbs. Yeah, you don't even need to do it. Oh, that actually might help him. You don't need to do an intelligence check. You know that. That's probably a fucking dumb idea, mate. Okay. The jug siphons happy memories and you will just steal this guy's memory. Yeah, but then he won't remember having thumbs. <laughs> well, yeah. you don't know what his happiest memory is. Yeah, it's a good point. Aren't we just trying to get the thing that's in the case? Yeah, I was about to say, Felix will stand forward and he goes, I'll make a fake pack. I see Wover got you good and he looks at a buy mark on you. Ah, uh, look, he did get me good, but I wasn't going to hurt the dog. He was harmless. He's a good boy. Babylon have fucked us both up, to be honest, and I just want things to go back to normal, whether that's with Zabilna returning or getting my thumbs back. The short game is my thumbs back. That's the only thing I'm going to accept for this thing in the cage. I'll be honest with you, I can't guarantee it's going to be a short game, but I'll make a fay pack. He reaches out with his hand. You bring my thumbs back to me, and I will give you what's in the cage. I think we need what's in the cage. I look at him and go, I need what's in the cage to get your thumbs back. Yeah. Give me a persuasion check. 23. Yeah, he looks at you reluctantly and he offers his hand. He's like, you have yourself a deal. I grab his hand. Cool. Uh, You see a magic glow around your hand and like a lock, both of you together, and you feel now that you are connected and that this pact is binding. To his word, he uh, hands you over a birdcage with the webbed creature inside. I open the cage. The cage cannot (laughs) be opened. The cage is locked. And the thing inside is webbed, but you can reach in and rip off the webs and stuff. I reach in and rip off the webs and that. Cool. You reach over and rip off the webs and you see a face you haven't seen in a long time. Smile at you and go, my name's Jeff. Yes! It's Jeff! (laughs) That's where we're going to leave it, fellas. I love that. That's awesome. If you were the light.
Role for Stupid is Brenna's Stunzi, Dinas Felix, Lewis is Edgelin, Macker is Jester, Tim is Schwangberry, and I'm your DM Chris. Our intro song is If You Were God by Wild Meadows. If you liked what you heard, please like and follow us on social media and make sure you listen to the end for some extra content. Cheers. Snails on the Bay. I like Love Dart. I'm not going to remember Snails on the Bay. But... Yeah, Love Dart. Snails on the Bay. I haven't so looked niche. at it. I heard you talking about it. I don't, I didn't look <laughs> at the picture of Love Dart Snail. I haven't either, but I, I assume it's funny. Um, so with that. the stuff. <laughs> what, the <fuck? laughs> what the fuck is that? Why is it a barb? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>